In this week's episode, we have our very first interview with recycling and sustainability expert, Terry Kent. She is going to teach us how important circular fashion, a word I just learned, good for you, is in the world of sustainability. Yes, thrifting and reselling is fun, duh, but really the most important part about it is the positive impact it has on the earth. The reseller community is saving the world! We're gold dang superheroes! Yeah. You forgot the dun da 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 dun da da dun All right, there it is. <laughs> In the spring of 2021, after a full year of enduring a global pandemic, with no choice but to homeschool their children, two sisters come together and decide to take back control. With very few choices left in this new world, they decide to start reselling clothes online and recording the ups and downs of their experiences in hopes of helping other struggling moms. We are the Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters! So wasn't it last week we were talking about the topless pictures, right? On Insta <laughs> that Brittany posted? Was that last week's episode? And we were like... Saying, what is she saying? With that, you were totally right. Because um, right here on, is it CNN? Yeah. Um, She was quoted as saying, hold on, I lost it. Um, Because I was born in this world naked and I honestly feel like the weight of the world has been on my shoulders and it's made me view myself that way. So that's why she posted these pictures, she said. She said, I wanted to see myself in a lighter way, naked, like the way I was born. And to me, looking back at my pictures when I shoot, it's insane, the psychology. And seeing myself in the purest form gives evidence that pain, words, that pain, hurt, tears, and heavy burdens aren't who I am. I am a woman, a beautiful, sensitive woman who needs to look at myself in my purest form. You go, girl. That makes my eyes water. Right? You said you wanted a chipper topic. I was like, she's feeling so strong and empowered right now. I'm yeah. proud of her. So, yeah, she posted that on Instagram. I did. So, Lacey, she wanted to be the one to come in with the, the Britney topic today. Bossy Pan's always over here. is always the one that does it. <laughs> listen, I stay on top of my Britney news. I listen, yeah, you do way more than I, I do. I listen to the Toxic Podcast. Yeah. I follow her Instagram account. I'm always searching online for Britney news. <laughs> Britney? Britney? <laughs> So, yeah, she posted that on Instagram, I can't remember, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like that same photo shoot from... from that the, we were talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she just posted another picture from that photo shoot and then added that in. I mean, uh, I get it. All right, girl. Well, I mean, we all know as of right now, as of this recording, last week, I can't remember, it was like a week ago. It was yeah. like last Thursday, Jamie said he was going to step down as the conservator and then... That has been recanted like two yeah. days later. So everybody was like, "Woo, Free Britney! It's happening! The Free Britney movement is working." I would like to say that news was broken to me on Instagram by I can't remember her name from the Sisters Who Posh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah, out! Yeah. <laughs> Shout out! <laughs> and Sisters I was like, Who Posh. "Wait, I'm just hearing about this." Um, yeah. So now he's saying he'll step down when the time is right. But so. that means the wheels are moving. Like it is gonna happen yeah the wheels are moving all right well we're the world's watching jamie yeah free and, uh, britney you jerk free britney <laughs> this is our very first thrifter sisters after dark <laughs> what was that i think it's supposed to be like a crow or a raven <laughs> are crows or ravens even out at okay. nighttime I apologize to anyone who just had to hear that. <laughs> the last one was better, and I was like, <laughs> why didn't you just redo that one? Let's try and keep it fresh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so we recorded our very first interview two days ago, and that is what you are getting ready to listen to. I think you will be excited to listen to this, people. Um, we're going to talk in this interview about how hopefully the secondhand reselling industry is making a powerful positive impact on our environment. Yeah. Yeah. So the world is burning down around us, but there is still a small smidge of hope. And I think Terry, um, let's let her tell them. Well, no, I was going to say, like, she, I really like, one of the things, I, one of the many things I really like about her is she is so optimistic about our future. Very. So let's hear what she has to say. Take it away, Terry. I mean, we're there, too. <laughs> okay. Hopefully it's recording still. 
Oh, that's been recording that whole time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey. Hello. How are you? Good. Hi. How are you? This is my sister, Lacey. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Let me see. Can I turn this nice. up a little. I'll just do a little. I'm wearing my consigned clothing. Yay. Oh, nice. Oh, I bought this from a reseller. Oh. <laughs> I love it. It's so my great. Clothes, this dress is made out of recycled material. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Where is it? What brand is it? I can't remember. Jeff bought it for me. That's cute. Thanks. All right. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. I don't. I mean, again, Terry knows that I can talk, so, so, <laughs> and you double it. Like the, we, we have the equal talking ability. So let's <laughs> let's just get into this, so we don't take up your whole dang night. I love it. All right, well, let's 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 um start with introduction. Why don't you um just give us like the rundown, like your website, your your history, like what what's what would you like the listener to know. Well, um, so my name is Terry Kent, and I'm a mom, but I'm also the founder of Better World Betty. And right now, I am the director of communications and programs at C3, which is the Community Climate Collaborative. Community Climate Collaborative, C3. So, yeah, I know we talked about this before. You yeah. And I did. But I don't think I have a full understanding still yet of what y'all do. Sure. So we work with homes, businesses, schools, congregations, like you name it, on taking action in doing tangible things that will reduce their climate impact. So we have specific programs uh, like the Better Business Challenge, where any business can join and they have to they look at their operations and we discuss how they can save water, save energy, all that good stuff. And then we also have a director of climate policy. So we're also looking at what can the city and the county do locally and even at the state level to promote uh, affordable housing, more uh, incentives and rebates for energy efficiency, you know, services at your home. So we're, we're spanning that broad of a reach, I think, in all kinds of different ways. Yeah, that was one of my questions I'd written down. I didn't know, um, are y'all working like in Charlottesville and in, in the county specifically? Yes. So the re your reach is just within our city and are y'all in Albemarle too? Y'all in the county? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. And so we gave, um, we did, we've been working with youth too. Like we did a climate action kit for fourth graders and fifth graders in the city and the county schools. And that was really fun. Um, just they did a little scavenger hunt in their home of like what, what uses the most energy. Um, and that was fun for the kids. And they did a reusable bag. We gave them a t-shirt that we got from like custom ink and UVA's like drop off where they couldn't use them like the intramural and they made a little reusable bag. That's cute. And yeah. Is that going to be a program y'all do annually or was that just something y'all did during pandemic times? Annually. Oh, nice. Yeah. So what did you say? Fourth and fifth graders? Yes. Okay. So fourth in the, wait, see, let me think about this. Fourth grade in the county and fifth grade in the city, though we're trying to align it with SOL. So it actually might flip. Okay. So TB, TBD. All right. Well, cool. Um, all right. So, oh, we forgot the, we forgot the, um, the very first question, the icebreaker oh. question, the most important question. <laughs> All right. This is the uh, most important question, but there are no wrong answers. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite, favorite Britney song? <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Well, like toxic, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to say toxic. Oh, toxic. double you know, on like, <laughs> Yeah, Toxic is like a like because it's danceable. Yes, yeah, so good. Yeah, I mean, all her, I, like she has a lot of danceable songs. But I mean, I can't remember what's the first one she did with the whole like. Let's say, did it again. Yeah. No, wait. Is there one before Hit that? Maybe one more time. There we yes. go. That's one that's like super nostalgic, and that's like a yeah, either either that one or Toxic. Oh, I like that. Very rarely do I hear hit me baby one more time, but you're right. It's like, that's what introduced us to Brittany. It's true. <laughs> that's what brought her into our lives. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess let's get into the topic at hand. So 
Well, first of all, um, I wanted to real quick just talk about how you and I even know each other. So y'all hear me mention on this podcast that I have um, another Instagram account called Hot Moms of Seville. And so we connected through Instagram and I every month. So the, the basis of that Instagram account is every month I do a different initiative that um, is in service to our community most of the times um, with either service projects like volunteering or raising money for just different organizations, um, mostly for marginalized communities. Mm-hmm. And then um, I wanted to do so. Terry, I can't remember who, which of us reached out to the other one first, but we wanted to. We were like, "Oh, let's let's collab, yeah. let's work together." That's right. And um, I already knew that I had because um, I always like plan a couple months ahead what I'm going to do for the initiatives, and I knew I wanted to do um, a trash walk month where I just encourage the moms on the account to like go take pictures of yourself just out on your nightly walks, whatever, picking up trash in your neighborhood. And so Terry and I collaborated and we organized a river cleanup, which was, which was really How many people showed up for that, by the way? Do you remember? 20 maybe? Yeah. It was a good crowd. We had about 20. We had kids cleaning stuff up and Mm -hmm. yeah, it was really fun. And, um, so that was like the one of like the big event for the month. And then people were like sending me pictures throughout the month. Yeah. Of, And it was so funny because I would post a picture of myself doing a trash walk. And then I would get people commenting like recycle. You got to separate and recycle that. Recycle. And, then, <laughs> and then Terry, she posted a picture. She's got the dual bag. She's got a trash <laughs> bag. And she was like, I already, I'm not yeah. a rookie. I know I've already <laughs> separated it during the walk. So she had a recycle yeah. bag and her trash bag. I cannot throw stuff away, even trash. <laughs> I mean, the, like Better World Betty is all about, like, that's how I started in this whole movement. And that's how I got to C3 is just giving the community a resource to find out where the heck do you recycle everything. So yeah. your website, that is super, a super valuable resource. So yeah, say what that is. Betty World, is it Betty? Betterworldbetty.org. And I think it's more specific to like the Charlottesville area, right? Like where. Yes. Yeah. Where you can take stuff, what businesses are doing. And um, yeah, I mean, that was the whole idea in 2008. Like we need to keep things local and, and have a closed loop system, which means like, don't throw stuff away, repurpose and read. So yeah. Figure out where it goes. Can I ask why Betty? Just, like, it's well, so cute, but I just wondered I, why. It's a great question. Um, I love alliteration. Um, and I kept this button. Speaking of being a keeper and never throwing things away, I had a button in college on a pair of jeans that was just like a marketing, and it said Betty. <laughs> and I kept it all these years, and I had this, like, idea. My friend was telling me, like, I don't know where all this stuff goes. Like, I have piles of clothes, and then I've got this. And I was like, I'm going to be your better world, Betty. Like you can just ask me anything and I will figure out where to, I'll help you know where to take it. So that is how the whole thing started. Just a conversation yeah. with your girlfriend about where her stuff should go. And That's yeah. from your jeans in college. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have the button. I can go grab it. It's like this, <laughs> it's like a fifties, like, you know, throwback Betty. Cause Betty was a common name then. Mm-hmm. And um, our, great- our grandmother's our name. Grandmother's name. <laughs> so cool well you know and i found through this work that like our grandmothers they were bettys they were like yeah they kept stuff they took care of stuff they were like i mean my mom always jokes to me because i when she comes and visits i'm like can you sew this button on she's like oh my god you're better world betty like you need to freaking (laughs) figure out how to sew a button on (laughs) but like we didn't really like they grew up totally keeping everything and like because of the depression and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also making their own stuff. Like yeah. so much more resourceful than us weebs. <laughs> we're getting back though. Back to, we're getting back yeah. to that. Our, our mom um, talks about her grandmother. So our great grandmother, like she basically had like their own little sustainable, not, not farm. Cause it wasn't that much land, but like she had chickens, grew her own crops and, our mom was like, yeah, she wouldn't even like get in the bath every night. She's like, I remember seeing mama like bent over the sink, like just putting water up her legs and down her arms. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the people that I share a backyard with, like they have a huge, like, I mean, it's happening here in town, you know, all over 
It was like that in D.C. even when I lived in D.C. Like you'd be walking through, well, right over the line into Maryland. A lot of yards were were growing gardens instead of like having grass in their yards. And especially COVID. Like I know a a bunch of people that started gardens during COVID because what else were we going to do at home? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you started the whole movement, but... (laughs) Other people just kind of planted a couple of tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's one less plastic bag they're using at the grocery store to buy tomatoes. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into our topic. So, first of all, wh- where do you think the bulk of your clothing comes from? This is this. I feel like this is a like not trying to get you. This is not a gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I what mean, your shopping I practices. Try, yeah, I I don't buy 100%. I try to aim for like 40 to 50% of my clothing to be either um, reused, secondhand, or a brand that I know and trust. And like, I've looked up their, you know, sustainability initiatives and they're like doing stuff. Um, But, you know, I'm not perfect. No, no. I mean, what? Like, (laughs) perfect world, Pollyanna. No, uh, it's just better, you know, doing better each time. And I like you, you guys are helping me get kind of uh, re-interested in, in this topic because there's been a new book out called The Conscious Closet. And I totally want to read it. It's Elizabeth Klein. She's a journalist, but got really into the clothing, uh, you know, just all the inequities, like with the workers and just all the waste. And so she wrote the conscious closet and that's on my, that's on my next. Is that, did that recently come out? Yeah. Like 2019. 20, okay. All right, to me, that's out. recent. I'm a, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, COVID was a blur. So I didn't have the mind space to read something that deep. I'm like, right. I could only listen to podcasts during that time. <laughs> Same. And now, now I'm like working my way back in, but only audiobooks. That's all I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, oh, I wanted to back up a little bit. What are, um, what's a brand? Like you were saying how you like to, to, you know, try to purchase from brands that are, what, what are brands that you're, that you are looking at that you look to buy from? Yeah. Well, I mean, Patagonia is expensive, but they do, you know, they were one of the first mm-hmm. ones. Um, to create a movement where a brand is really paying attention um, and doing better than not just meeting expectations, but really making an impact on the world. So um, I I can't always afford their clothing, but I do like Patagonia. Um, And of course, there's all sorts of new ones like Thread Up. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Poshmark. And um, I read about some like bamboo, like people are using bamboo and mushroom roots. And like, so I, I don't buy a lot of new clothing. So I usually, um, I mean, these days I usually go to all of the great consignment shops that we have here in Charlottesville. And that's, that's my main mode right now. So I don't, I'm not so up on, um, well, I mean, Eileen Fisher, I should drop that because they've been doing so. And Stella McCartney, like she has brands. And so those are the ones that I know about. Patagonia, to back up to Patagonia, they're, um, yes, their clothes are more expensive, but they hold up. I have have Patagonia stuff that's 10 years old that is still in great shape. And I have a zipper on my coat that is broken, which hopefully I remember to go do this now. Every, at the end of every, it's a, it's a pocket. So I, it's not like urgent that I get it done at the end of every winter. I'm like, I got to remember I got it. So you can send your stuff into them. Yes. And they will repair it yes. and mail it back. So John did that with one of his coats this year because yeah. his zipper was totally busted. So he's like, I can't use it. So he sent it in the middle of winter and I'm like, I got it as soon as winter's over. So hopefully I remember after this conversation, <laughs> because now it's almost yeah. fall. <laughs> yeah, no, that's brilliant. I love that they do that. Um, and I know people like kind of some some people in the movement are very down on H and M, but H and M is doing a clothing uh, take back. Yeah, I saw that just yesterday. Uh, yeah, you can take back your clothing, and they will um, re- repurpose it. Um, and they are 
there are some puma i guess puma is that how you say it yeah i think so yeah um they are doing a cool like they they started paying attention to their environmental metrics and they're kind of pushing for nature-based like financial disclosure reporting so there's like a new movement that recognizes that so much of the supply chain is dependent on nature and so there's uh, it's just kicking off in 2021 and it's a long journey on when, when it actually gets into more like risk assessment and stakeholder involvement all those words that <laughs> are the big corporations but yeah. it's it's cool to know that brands are paying attention to the value chain more and um, we're we are all intimately tied to nature so we can't keep extracting and then not giving back so I was I I want to say it was like Madewell and maybe even Eileen Fisher there's certain brands that are starting to do take back programs and then you can get credit towards future purchases as well yes Madewell and ThreadUp like combined oh did they they partnered up yeah And there's that one, and I got to find out more about it. I was hoping to, but I just got caught up with work. But there's like, um, you can get a bag and put all your clothes in the bag, send it to them, and then you get credit to purchase at their, it's out, it's like, I think I might have actually put it in the email. Um, I don't know enough about it to like vouch for it because yeah. I haven't used it yet. But um four days.com like they give you a take back bag you can put it in there and then you get a credit and they have a lot of recycled clothing and you can notice their clothing um is not these super colorful dyes it's more muted and it's because i think they're using natural natural dyes natural fabrics that kind of thing um because you know you were talking about you were asking me about water mm-hmm. and i know but when we get to the water no, we piece, can talk about it now yeah, I mean, the the clothing industry uses so much water. Like, I didn't know that. I, I give talks to kids, and one of the things I do in my talks, we talk about, like, conscious consuming. Be a smart shopper, you know, mm-hmm. when you're out with your parents. And one of, I have a Star Wars t-shirt on the, and I say, how, you know, what's wrong, what is the impact of a t-shirt? And no one could guess that, a t-shirt used thousands of gallon, a t- cotton t-shirt uses a thousand gallon, more than a thousand gallons of water. And I think um, something like the fashion industry could could drain the Mississippi in six seconds wow. from all yeah. of the water. Wow. I think it- you, so Terry sent me all of these great resources to kind of look into before we spoke yep. today. And like there was like the thread up report, there was a savers report and then I can't remember what it was, but that, but there was a link through something you sent me and it was just these really quick YouTube videos that had like yeah. these very startling facts. Yes. About that. And I'm like, what? And that, so that's when I wrote you, I'm like, what, what are they doing with the water? Where is it going? What's happening right. to the water? Right. And I think it's, you know, it's the cotton is a big user of water, um, water resource. And then also, I mean, it's important for people to know that the whole life cycle. So it's like the 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 production, the dyes are are huge because they have to wash and like you know get produce the dyes, but then get the dyes out so that when we wear it, I mean, those dyes have chemicals that we don't, you know, that that's why they say like wash stuff before yeah. you like new if it is new, wash it. But also, and this is something that people don't maybe don't think about, is the life cycle of that. Like, how much do you wash your clothing? I mean, I don't wash my clothing every time I use it. But there are people, I've, I had a friend in college who, like, she would wear stuff for half a day and then, like, throw it in the laundry <laughs> and wash it. And um, I think it was Tommy Hilfiger that, like, put the fashion industry on pause because he told, I don't know if you remember this, but he... Someone asked him about washing his jeans. How often do you wash your jeans? And he's like, never, (laughs) never. And it was, what? And it was like, you don't have, like, you don't have to wash your jeans. He said to people, put them in, put them in the freezer. Uh (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know that that was him, but I remember that. Yes. I didn't know that. And I have my compost in the freezer, so I'm not sure. (laughs) 
the jeans and the compost like fused together <laughs> that might throw the whole idea out of the water but um but yeah i mean the resource intensity like you know make sure you have um an energy star washer and like that you you put it on the concert conserving setting you know um and that you don't have to wash everything every freaking time so yeah that's well, a little bit helpful. well i'm happy to report that these shorts i have on have been washed like twice this whole summer so <laughs> <laughs> that that may just be because i don't want to add to my laundry pile mm. I mean, right. there's a lot of humans in this house. When you have kids, it's a whole different ball game. Like their clothes son, get disgusting. I've got to wash yeah. those things. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you have two sons, so. Oh gosh, I mean, Ian. I swear, he wears something for five minutes, and it's like he's got something on it. <laughs> it's just like it's ground into yeah, the. How do they do that? <laughs> like on their stomachs. I'm like, what are you like skidding across the ground? Like, why are there like dirtly? Like, it's like in your clothes. And it's red clay. Yes, red that does not come out. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Virginia red clay. Yep, yep. All right, so, um, so from those reports that you were that I was looking over that you sent. Yeah. I wanted you to like dumb it down where I could understand this. It was talking yeah. about the displacement of CO2. Um, and to me, I was like, well, that sounds bad, but I guess that's good. The displacing of the CO2 from people buying secondhand. Yeah. So I think that's just a fancy word for saying, um, reducing the carbon em emissions of your clothing. Okay. Cause like we can talk about embedded, we talk about embedded energy, you know, that things that we're wearing um, have, you know, they, they took the resources, they had processes, and then you have your life cycle. And so those three things combined are going to have a carbon emissions. And so, of course, you know, the most sustainable piece of clothing is one that's already out in the world, right? And is not taking all of that uh, into account. So that's where I think that, that the displacement and, and why a consumer should feel like, Hey, I'm making a difference when I, uh, when I go at, and shop secondhand. And we actually did a cool event at C3 where we had this, um, like clothing exchange. And I had this idea, like, wouldn't it be cool if when you go to the register at a consignment shop, that instead of saying like, well, here's your receipt and here's how much money you saved or whatever. It's like, here's how much water you saved. Oh, here yeah. Here's how much CO2 you saved. Here's how, um, you know, that, it, that carbon impact. And it turned out it was like really complicated to figure out <laughs> a calculation. And who knows if we got it right. But we did. I had it like this, this um, footprints fashion footprints is what we called it. And the receipt was like, Hey, you know, if you bought, if you like exchanged a pair of pants, you just saved uh, 71 pounds of CO2. That's cool like, to know. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Right, Like it puts it into just, I don't know, because without that kind of information, it just feels like, I don't know, like what kind of impact is this really, having? really making? Yeah. But yeah, reading through that, those reports, it was just like, like you were saying, the amount of water it takes for a single like a thousand gallons for a single shirt for a pair of jeans it's yeah. just unfathomable and like i get you know i know that i've got one of these polyester i don't i have a couple things of polyester but i guess polyester nylon all those synthetic fibers take petrochemicals to make yeah. which is beyond me i don't even, i don't even know how that works but definitely um has an, has an impact like in terms of, well, I guess because we're using like oil, right? right. So, like, yeah. A lot of the stuff yep. I was reading yesterday, I kept seeing over and over. Um, they kept saying that the uh, ability to make fibers for new pieces of clothing, like out basically in a Petri dish, like GMO clothes, is not fully, um, what, is, what is the word I'm looking for? Not, not like really capable yet i'm like is that what we're headed are they gonna start like growing clothes in a petri dish <laughs> GMO <Wow>. clothes? <laughs> wow that's, that's crazy and you would think that with all of the clothes we already have like this is to your point with thrifting and secondhand is like 
that could we could we really like if we close the loop would we even need that right i mean that's very true but i i kind of got from all the reading we were doing yesterday that I, you know a lot of it was like hey a lot of the stuff you donate to goodwill no matter what is going to end up in a landfill because what is the stat people throw away? They said like something like oh, 70 yeah. to 80 pounds of 80 clothes. pounds? Like yeah. every consumer like her year throws away. Year. like. And if you think about it, a piece of clothing usually typically doesn't even weigh a pound. So that means you're throwing yeah. away probably like 160 individual items yeah. each year, each person. Like that is daunting to me. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. just with... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go, go for it. I was just like with our whole reselling thing, like looking at some of the stuff that I picked up at the Goodwill. I'm like, why did somebody get rid of this? If like, maybe they didn't grow. It's like a little bit of pilling. There's a tiny little rip in the seam. Like nobody fixes their own things. They're just go, I don't know how done, you yeah. know? And that's just, it makes me sad. <laughs> but it's also the whole fast fashion, yes. mm-hmm. um, just lifestyle that we're, I mean, and I am going to cop to this. Like a couple years ago, I super got into, so probably towards before I kind of started the hot moms yeah. Instagram account, I got real into watching like all of these moms on Instagram that just looked so cute and put together and had these cute clothes and like makeup. Yeah. Was, and I was buying the clothes like, and they weren't even like, like name brand, like anything that could possibly have any sort of sustainable practices. A lot of yeah. it was crap coming from Amazon. That was just like no, no name, yeah. no brand stuff. And I, I can't tell you how much of that stuff I was going through within, it was like, it was like after I'd had both the kids yeah, and I was trying to just like, you know, come back and revamp my look and, new Jan and, 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 you know, I'm frumpy and I got to get like, I want to look cute again. And all my clothes are like old. And, and I, I went through a lot of that fast fashion in a very short amount of time. So I think that's the thing too, right? Like that is a whole, whole industry, a whole lifestyle that's happening of these women that, yeah. which I, you know, it, well, that's what the thing I was talking about is like the whole, the rise of the influencer culture. Is, uh-huh. I mean, I have an issue with it on a whole totally different other level, you know, just, I feel like social media and stuff really does breed inadequacies. And in a lot I of love people. Instagram. I want to marry it. I know you do, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this rise of this influencer culture. And then people are like, I can describe my daily life through outfits and I'm going to have a new one every day. And, you know, yeah. while you can do that, they don't have to come from a brand new store with a brand new tag on it. Right. And we love to express ourselves. I mean, I have to say I follow some, like, it's fun for me to follow like Italian fashionista or like, I mean, because there's, there's a, a certain artwork that's like on display and mm-hmm. it's, it's expressive and, you know, there's beauty in it. But at the same time, like, looking at the true cost. Like, I think it's just important for us to, you know, not to say we're never going to like want to dress up again or like want to buy something new, but like what is behind it being really aware. And that's the conscious consuming and the conscious closet, right? It's like, we really need to get in touch with it because if we're not, it's going to be so much easier to kind of like when, the whole diamond industry was like, you know, he's like, oh, these beautiful diamonds. And then it's like, oh my God, uh, there is a lot of human violation and, and things that we should not <laughs> be like elevating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the industry itself though, I mean, for, for all of the faults, I think they're coming on board. I think mm-hmm. there is a fashion revolution happening and I think it's only going to get better. And people like you and us, like in the continuing movement are like going to demand this of products. And um, yeah, I, I, I think it was on the thread up report. First of all, like you were saying, like trying to on the receipts at like the consignment stores, trying to like, Hey, you saved this much in emissions. Da, da, da. I didn't, go into it and figure it out. So maybe, um, maybe I'll look at that and see if I can add it into the show notes when I put the podcast up, but there is a calculator in that report for thread up where you can kind of see like what your actions are. Offsetting. So I'll look more into that and see if I can put that oh, into the that show notes. Great. I love that. There's so much innovation. There's some really cool things happening. And, and then like the generation that's younger than us too, like millennials and then 
what's right after what's after millennials it's the where where's the the xers are they the no we're x they're the z z. they're z we're so old we don't even know what generation we are (laughs) we're z they're wait no we're x they're z right okay (laughs) good job sister thanks i'm really on top of it (laughs) but but they like they have grown up with this like this really was just like the world the world of like recycling was totally different when we were little kids like in the (laughs) 80s like it was a concept we kind of knew about, but it wasn't in right. the forefront of conversations. But anyway, yeah. these kids, they're growing up with it. And, you know, they're a young adults now. And they're like, oh, well, we, how are we going to live into our elder years? Yeah. With the world burning around us. Like, yeah. So it's, it's been a more important topic. So they're the ones that are really, I feel like, pushing this because. Like we're going to be long gone and dead, and they're they're going to be suffering the impacts of this for years later if things don't make a big turnaround now. Yeah. Which you want to? Did you want to touch on that the new climate report that came out? That's that pretty much said you guys are screwed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Girl, you know. Suckers. It's so interesting. Like I'm I'm the marketer, right? I'm not the scientist, but at the same time, it, it some people need that science and the fact that it said the the report said this is unequivocal and i read somewhere where it showed the language because like it's not it's not necessarily new new from 2019 it's more urgent yes um and then it's unequivocal that humans caused it and it's not too late so like let's let's be hopeful but you know that the language has changed and it's like okay <laughs> unequivocal like yeah we have got to have urgent we've got to have bold action um we can't delay and so i think that's that's the main takeaway and you know we as humanity we have to band together and we've got to tackle this and we got to do it together so i'm glad to hear you say there is hope because i told Lindsay yesterday i wanted to just open straight up and be like so um like are we just doomed so we just go ahead and like drink the cyanide now or like (laughs) is there actually like a chance (laughs) yeah no i always believe and i always say too that like it can be as one person you're like okay can I really make a difference? You know, my like aluminum can or my piece of clothing. And it's like, yes. I mean, I really do believe that like to otherwise, how, how are we going to like wake up with ourselves? You know, like we can rise to this um, occasion and, and I see so much good happening and, you know, we can all do more, but the, the, it's bending toward the light. <laughs> and um, yeah, and these, these reports are definitely disheartening. And I, yeah. you know, like the wild, this July, the hottest July, the wildfires, the flooding. I mean, you see these pictures and it's heart-wrenching um, and it's, it's happening. So we know it's happening. It's more on the forefront. But my antidote has always been like, okay, you don't wallow, get into action. Yeah. You know, that's what we're doing for people. We're saying, here's how to make a difference. Here's how to, the small things and the big things. Yes, we need to do them all. You know, I've had some people that are like, oh, Betty, you know, like, well, what about the developing countries? And they want to be like us and they're going to consume more. It's like, you know what? We have to live our lives and and do the right thing every day and feel good about it. And we've got to, we got to keep the hope. So, yeah. yeah. And and not discount that our action, a single person's action can absolutely make a difference because it's not just me doing it. It's not just Lacey. It's not just you. Like there's millions of other people that care and are taking action every day. And it, all of it adds up. Yeah. Well, I, think, absolutely. I, well, I wanted to ask you like what, for the listener, like what is, in your opinion, the two oh, yeah. most important things that you can do to make an impact every day in your regular life? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And and the listeners might not might not love this, but like we need to drive less, like our use less gas. I mean, I one of the reasons why I took the leap to an EV, I don't drive a ton. I'm pretty lucky, like work you know, it's less than 10 miles, but, um, 
my son's dad lives, you know, 20 miles. So I do, I do put some miles on there, but I decided to, to just go for it and lease an EV. Um, and you know, and just to kind of live, live on the edge. Like we went to Richmond and, you know, the infrastructure is like not totally there. It's like anxiety is real. Like, oh my God, I'm doing this, man. Like come hell or high water, but driving less. So we need to get a bike more, get, you know, use transit, you know, get electrical vehicle up, up tick, up tick make it affordable so that everyone can access. But I'm seeing the charging stations. They're popping up yeah, more and more in, in parking lots. They're popping up. Absolutely. And the other thing I think is like, make your home efficient, energy efficient. Like I was, uh, I know that nine out of 10 homes don't have enough insulation. And that means that we're air conditioning the outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Gotta have tighter homes. Um, like, you know, and we shouldn't be heating and cooling our homes when we're out of the house. So like one of the things I do is like, I, you know, with the programmable, it's like set on like 80, you know, goes up to 80. <laughs> like, and you could, you should set and forget it. But, you know, the, the majority, and unfortunately in Virginia, still a lot of our electricity grid is from coal and the CO2 there. More renewables are coming on the grid especially with Governor Northam's uh, ambitious goal um, to have more renewables um, in Virginia by 2030. So, um, yeah, those are two things I picked. I mean, and I want to say also, like, because a lot of weigh-in for people are like, recycle more. And, of course, that is absolutely important. Uh, I just don't want people to forget those bigger bigger emissions things. Right. Um, but, you know, every time you buy like bamboo toilet paper and like that, add, like you said, adds up as well. So thank you. I'm going to tell my husband that because he was making fun of me for my bamboo toilet paper. He was like, this is the <laughs> toughest, most coarse. He was like, why did you buy this? And I was like, I'm trying to make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, gosh, I thought about, you know, what? be funny, fun to, for Better World Betty to do like a little evaluation, like maybe the husbands need to, because the it seems to me, and this, you're not the first person that said this, is that the <laughs> males in the household, I'm calling out your males right now. No, it's true. I'm, I already know what you're going to say. It's true. <laughs> go ahead. Go like, on. Preach yep. it, sister. Wait a second. What is this? Like not two ply, one ply, like, and so I had people reach out and say, can you do like a blog about how to get your spouse on board <laughs> some stuff. So maybe they can like toilet paper test. And my, my husband <laughs> has a saying that he likes yeah. to repeat from his grandpa. That was like, never go cheap on liquor or toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, those are the importance. That's that, the hierarchy. That is so funny. Liquor. I mean, if I could just and toilet add paper. in on this, my thought in my head, and I didn't say it in the conversation, I wish I had, but I was talking to my husband about this, is I was like, I'm the one with the sensitive, like, nether bits that I have to wipe, <laughs> like, more so than you, like, yeah. and I'm okay with it, so you need to be okay with it. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, and the tree, like, the tree-free, there's a lot of options out there. Like, tree, um, I have, and I can send it to you guys, there's a cool, like, grading system for like toilet paper that the national resource defense council did like who gets an a who gets a b and who's failing and i know they're gonna like scott's tissue is like you know the really heavy duty stuff it's coming from trees it's coming from canadian forests like oh, wow. it's not it's not good yeah they do a whole report on the forest lot loss because trees are like our friends man i mean they're doing the work for us and they're so beautiful yeah they're they're definitely a necessary piece <laughs> yeah <laughs> of keeping this globe going oxygen's kind of important um <laughs> one more thing i wanted to add when you yeah. when you brought up northam I, I think another big huge actionable step that all of us need to take vote Yes. <laughs> Pay attention who you're voting for and what they believe in and what they care about and and that they believe that exactly. science is real. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Uh -oh. oh. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Our technical Yeah, we, we can still hear you. Can you hear us? You I lost you for a second, but absolutely. Yeah. It's a big deal. 
Well, yes. Well, maybe, maybe. And there's we a cool. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, what I was going to say is there's this cool, if um, a volunteer organization where it's called Environmental Voter Project. And basically you can get trained to do calls. They have like a research-based way to activate voters for the environment. Oh. It's like, if you don't have a lot of time, that's fine. You can hop on a call. Like some people don't like it. I'm, I'm a people person. I don't mind getting on the phone yeah. and you know, definitely voting. send that to me because I do call during election cycles. I, I phone bank for candidates. Oh, great. Yeah. So I'll give you that. And absolutely, like, we're going to, C3 is going to do a thing where even at the local level, we're going to ask candidates for the city council and board of supervisors, like, where they stand on certain issues. And then we're going to publish it in October. Oh, good. So I will definitely send that to you. Yeah, all that stuff is so important. I mean, we have a delegate right now in, like, our fifth district delegate that um, is saying COVID's like fake or, yeah. or some some kind of atrocious thing where it's like, I can't believe that this is my representative right. that right. is that far removed from, from scientific reality. Is this one that just won last year? That was, is this um, one who just, who won the yes. election last year? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 uh, the could have had Cameron Webb. I uh, know, man. That's what I was about to say. The candidate we could have had an a, actual physician. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who cares about Virginians and health and science? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Terry, I am so thankful and grateful that you that first of all that I've met you. Like we we met through Instagram. So see, suck it, sister. No, Instagram is a place of good too. <laughs> I, I would, yeah, no, I am absolutely delighted and honored to be your first interview. And it's just been fun talking about this really important topic. Yeah, yeah. So did we blow it? <laughs> I told Lindsay before this interview, I was like, don't blow it. Don't blow it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see if I caught the audio. Hopefully it all recorded. Yeah. <laughs> we should have a bunch of blank space. <laughs> Such a freaking nightmare if I missed. <laughs> All right, we're gonna call you back and need you to repeat everything exactly yeah, like you just said. No it. big deal. Super easy. It's gonna be fine. You can do it. We, you know, I would do it. No, we I do it. We do it all the time. Yeah. We're like, oh, we got to re-record that segment. That did not go well. Oh my god. I mean, it, like, I had um, a friend who told me the story where his father's funeral, someone, like, they did not hit the record button. Like. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I just like, can you imagine being that person? Like, no. Mortification. Like, so this stuff we can redo. (laughs) Not that urgent. I mean, yeah. Not not that dire. (laughs) It's not the big, big oops. No. All right. Well, thank you so much, friend. I was, I'm so happy to see your face and talk with you. And yeah, I appreciate your time so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for what you're doing. I'm really excited for you guys. You you always do amazing stuff. So thank you. All right. Bye, Terry. Bye. Have a good night. You enjoyed that interview. We had a lot of fun doing it. We did. We did. It was also when we were done with it, we basically compared ourselves to um Howard Stern. <laughs> I was very stressed actually during the whole thing. Yeah, you were. I, I no longer drink and after we were done the whole night i was just like oh my god i need a drink i need yeah. a drink i did not have a drink but oh my gosh i needed a drink yeah, i was proud of you for not doing it oh man okay um i however had many drinks <laughs> thank, thank you you're welcome all right so i guess this is right now where we're going to talk about our goals for next week yes. and i'm going to just tell you right now here's my goal i have no goal okay a no goal goal it's like a no goal so Sales have been real in the crapper. Yeah, let's just pause for a minute to talk about that because our last episode was talking about how summer, it's like the slowness is a myth. And literally, like the gods of Poshmark came down and like uh-huh. pooped all over our parade yeah. the second we finished that interview or that episode. Yeah. Both of our sales just tanked. tanked. And we were both listing every, like I'd never listed so much every single, so many days in a row. Like I was in my, the start of August was really going well. And I set these two um financial goals for myself for the month and i was like holy crap i'm gonna crush both of these goals in the first like 10 days of the month and then i so he so my goal is i'm just 
going on hiatus until school starts. Get these kids get back in school next week. And even next week, like I have a bunch of stuff I've got to get done. So it's it's going to be light on the reseller front. Um, so I still have my closet on. I have my VA still sharing my closet. So um, I actually sent out a bunch of 50% off offers um, today on a Friday. And I did and make... how many sales did you make I did ma- I did make eight sales, which is like more than I've made in like two weeks now. Um, so I, my goal is just to like, I'm just going to get through next week. And, you know, after that, I'll get back to it. We are going on a sourcing trip Friday. We're either going to go to Richmond or we're going to go to Bedford. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, cause my kid's actually back in school on Monday. Lindsay's kids aren't back in school until Wednesday. Yeah. Um. So, but Tuesday's like my birthday and Monday's like my birthday eve. Yeah. So I'm just going to like not really do much. Um. Yeah, because like Lindsay said, our sales tanked and you, whatever. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, Don't make me relive the pain. Is it lame if we both have a no goal goal? <laughs> well, did you have a goal? I did. I did have a goal. What was your and goal? I was annoyed. I told you. I thought of another one in the shower tonight. Now I can't even remember what it was. What is your goal was. that you were going to But say. my original goal I had set for myself was what we had talked about before, what you have done, and what uh, I'm going to do uh, is set up a separate bank account for my Poshmark, well, just reselling business. Yeah. You absolutely need to complete Through Ally Banking. Ally Banking. <laughs> this is where I give you an info about Ally Banking. They want to support sponsor us. Um, <laughs> totally. Because uh, it's, you said free. And yeah, it's can, the one I use and I love it. They give you like a debit card, the whole deal, and you can do a savings account, regular account. Um, so I want to get that set up and going for myself. Um, so yeah, that's my goal. Yeah, and that's so easy. It'll take you less than 10 minutes. It's all online. You don't even have to talk to anybody. You might have to verify something. I can't remember, but it's so quick and easy. Ally banking. <laughs> Ally <Ding>! banking. <laughs> the best banking online. All right. Well, that's it. We got to get out of here. We're yeah. so fried. Oh. We've been in here recording now for like 30 minutes and we keep having it. All right. You don't need to hear. Wrap our, it up. You don't need to hear our podcasting woes. Until next time. Bye. Listener. Bye. The thought of our world literally burning around us is terrifying and overwhelming, but experts still believe there is hope. If we're going to turn this burning, speeding <laughs> bus around, thank you, Sandra Bullock, it's up to every single one of us to play our part. No one action is too small. We can still make a difference, people. Whew, some heavy stuff. Hey, can you do us a favor? Come over and find us on the gram. We're at Thrifters Sisters Pod, and you can find me at Hot Moms of Seaville. Lace, where are you? I was just about to tell you because I was interrupting you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lily Jeans underscore posh. Wait your turn next time. Yes, ma'am. Um, hey, what are we talking about next week? Ooh, I can't wait. Please join us next week when we are joined by fashion expert, one of my best friends in the world. I mean, she's like one of our best friends, but she <gasps> was my best friend first. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter who was friends with her first. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> we are going to be interviewing fashion expert Charlotte DeWell with Fall Trends Alert. Fall Trends. Mm-hmm. She also has a rad Britney story. You want want to miss oh my gosh i cannot wait me neither all right well thanks for listening today two sisters one podcast thrifter sisters oh that was good was it yeah okay thrifter sisters thrifter sisters is written and recorded by me Lindsay, and me Lacey. produced and edited by hot moms of seaville productions music is written and performed by mariana bell see you next week bye bye